0: This is the podcast that we're going to discuss and bring on the best investors and operators in the nation to show you how to create wealth and income with self-storage. Welcome to Self Storage Income. Welcome everybody to the one and only Self Storage Income Podcast. It is almost Christmas, huh, Connor? Yeah, just about, dude.
1: Just about. Uh, excited. Looking forward to that's... it. Hopefully, everybody out there is doing the same. And uh, I know it's been a little crazy and weird this year, but hopefully, you guys have been able to uh, enjoy the holidays and everything a little bit and yeah, have some normalcy. Yeah. The kids, I know, are
0: super excited. <laughs> yeah. Always. That's always
1: the best, man, for sure. Uh, Christmas just isn't quite the same without uh, having the having the kids' aspect to it yeah. and just the excitement that they have. And uh, that's it's really cool, cool
0: to like relive it through their eyes. Right.
1: Oh, 100%. Yeah. So, yeah, super excited about it, looking forward to it. And uh we actually just got some snow here uh, in the Boise yes. area, so that's actually nice. It is
0: nice. A little winter wonderland. Yeah, going Yeah. Keeps it really <laughs> really good and it looks like we got more in the forecast, so it should be Heck good. Out. Break out the skis, dude. Yeah. Yeah, it also uh, you know, snow means people aren't moving out, so Nope. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> on a storage standpoint. That's right. Uh, that's fantastic. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So we've got an interesting topic today. Um, it's something I actually heard. I don't know if you guys listened to uh, Ed Milet, his podcast. Um, he had a podcast the other day that was basically on this subject, and I it just resonated so much. With me, and I thought it was so great. Um, actually, Brian in our office here was like came in, and he was like, "Hey, you got to listen to this," um, and so I listened to it. I thought it was great, um, especially this time of year. But it, it's you know he talks. I can't even remember what he refers it to, but it, it's it's like we call it in sales. We called it a breakaway activities, um, which just meant you broke away from the herd. Um, I think he called it separation. Activities or something like that. Um, really, it's just doing the things that make you stand out. Doing the things that um, your competition and others aren't doing, and how to get ahead. And when I thought about this this topic this year, um, it really resonated with me because we got two contracts uh, or two properties—one um, bought, and the other under contract—and this year that are big. These are big deals. Uh, Very excited about them. And the thing that was the most interesting was it was during a time when nobody else was doing deals. And in fact, everyone had stopped. Um, And a lot of even the financing had stopped. And so the reason why this podcast related to me and everything was we were doing the things when everybody else said, you know what, we're just going to wait. We're going to wait and see. Um. We said, we're not waiting. We're still moving forward no matter what. And those two deals have literally millions of value in them. And those are two deals we couldn't have gotten two months later. We just couldn't have gotten them. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, the one we'd gotten a million under what it had been on contract for literally 30 days prior. Right. And they walked away from it. And so when I look of doing activities that separate you and break you away, this has been a very key component in our success, the fact that I will do things that other people think that they don't need to do. That's either below them, or they shouldn't work weekends, or they should take a step back and we're going to wait for markets to calm down, or they get unsure about themselves. Um, and it's not that we don't. Of course, we get unsure about ourselves and everything. It's just we know what we're doing and we know how we're getting there and we have a long-term view approach. That allows us to be prepared to not wait for just the right conditions. Exactly. Well, again, I mean, we've done a lot of podcasts on this
1: topic where uh, a good deal is always a good deal, no matter what. And yes. when we're looking at these developments or conversions or whatever it is, if it pencils, it pencils. It doesn't matter if there's uncertainty in the air or not. And yeah. that's and that's just the funny thing to me is it's like, you know, if you do have that criteria and you do know what you're doing, then those are the perfect times to execute and to keep making choices. Just, I mean, exactly as we've seen. And, I mean, Warren Buffett, everybody always talks about these things, you know. When there's uncertainty, that's when you act.
0: Like That's when you act don't do everything that everybody else is doing when they're doing it yeah it's already too late <laughs> and, and two this comes down to even we may be talking about global stuff but i we're you know this comes down to even micro stuff once again putting the hours that other people don't doing the little things that you know i can't tell you how many larger guys at the first what i thought was larger guys when we st- started investing and they had all these caps on and they all these things where oh i don't do that and we quickly surpassed all those people because I'm like, I will do that. I will work harder than you. I will get down and do the stuff that you don't want to do. 100%. That takes time. That's harder, right, to do. Um, and that was a huge separation for us. There, There's Ed Milet's version is the separation that separated us from those. Mm-hmm. We would do the things that would allow us to break away from the norm the herd. And some of these things are just so minute. Like most people don't think they're even a big deal. But, you know, whether you're... And, and I equate a lot of this to, you know, perfect example is exercising, right? Yeah. The people that just tune up their eating habits a little more, the results are exponentially larger. Mm-hmm. It can be small things. Get to the gym three times a week. Well, if you actually look at the effort put into going to the gym versus not, like those three hours in your actual weekday, how many hours you have in a week, that's very little. In fact, for the vast majority, 90 plus percent of everyone, that is not even a fraction of the time that they spend watching TV. Right. (laughs) It it literally is. People say, I don't have time for those kind of activities. But when you really do, you drill down to it. You do have time. You're making a choice, though, not to. Mm -hmm. And that's very different. Um, And this kind of comes back down to a decision that I made three years ago, because I came to a very large decision in my life. After we got out of the hospital, I'd lost my job. My passive income covered me and my family. And the thought then came down to as we were sitting at home and I was riding around in my wheelchair with my kiddos because apparently I'd become a, a, a roller coaster ride at that point in my life. And so my little one just would ball until I'd put him on my lap and ride around the house nonstop, which when 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 recovering was actually great arm workout for me. Yeah, <laughs> so, no kidding. <laughs> so That's it was a, a very symbiotic relationship. But um, it then came down to we don't need to keep going. I don't need to go get another job. I don't need to do more. And the idea of should we just, you know, play and enjoy life a little more and do other things, which it's not about not enjoying life. We turned around and went to Hawaii just because we wanted to escape things with the kids and reframe and adjust. But it did come down to a point that I'm like, I can make a decision. I can either do what others wouldn't, which any normal person at that point would have said, I'm going to wait till at least I'm walking to go back to work because there was no need for me to do that. Or I can really show myself what I'm made of and I can double down. I can go start businesses. I can work harder than other people when I'm in leg braces and dealing with all these complications and issues. And I thought to myself, I bet you I can still outwork most people. Um, and these, you know, the decision to do that, I think, was both mentally helpful. It uh, gave me purpose as well as a lot of other things. But I, too, wanted to show my kids we're not stopping. Yeah, that's that's not done. Yeah, right. That's really cool. I'm in my early thirties. My life isn't over, nor is my value, and I'm not done done creating, despite the fact that every day was a challenge and hard. But I could put that to the side and do it. And this to me was a breakaway decision. It was am I going to do the things that others won't? And what will that lead to? And what outcome will that do? And um, so I did, I worked two jobs. Um, I started up another company doing sales again. Um, Then we started acquiring uh, uh, more storage facilities and we laid the groundwork for Cedar Creek Wealth so that we could really expand and grow. Um, And that prepped us to get these two large deals that we had that um, put me in a position where now I have a totally other cash flowing asset, which I had recovered my income from. Um, and it, it set us apart in a really, really big way. Now, looking back, it's like, well, what else was I going to do? Sit in my wheelchair all day, mm-hmm. sit in front of the TV and just say, oh, I'm going to get better. And I'll just wait around. I still went to rehab. I still did all those things. I couldn't drive. My brother Taylor lived with us and he just chauffeured me to the office back and forth until I work until I couldn't anymore. Um, and, uh, that little stuff ended up making the big difference. And I think that it it led me to do things also that I wouldn't I never normally do. Like this podcast and things like that. I, I was just that wasn't me, right? I wasn't going on Instagram. I wasn't I wasn't ever trying to get a message out or anything else like that. It just wasn't me. That's mm-hmm. not who I was. Yeah. Um but then I thought, well I gotta do things differently now than I did before. And so started up the podcast, right? Started up the YouTube videos. We started doing things like that to try to get our message out because that was very important to me because um, I made a promise to myself in the hospital that, hey, I get out of this, you know, because I wasn't worried about doing anything. This passive income thing is really important. I need to need to talk to other people about it. Um, so even in the worst situations, we still have a choice. We always do. And that's really important. If you're sick, if you're tired, right? And once again, these are big things, but we can just bring this down to the simple things. You know, at Christmas, you got the kids home, everything like that. Are you just gonna binge out like I did last week every single day? Or are you gonna cut back and say, whoa, hold up? I can still eat, you know, I can still do things, but I can go to the gym. I can keep doing the things that are important. I can wake up and I can do a few things in the morning before we go out with the kids. On Saturday, if I got up earlier, I could go get stuff done, and then I could still be with the kids all day, right? That's what my dad did growing up. My dad would be in the office on Saturdays, but he'd always be home by 9 or 10. And if you're a teenager, he was still home before I woke up. So (laughs) you know what I mean? It's like... (laughs) Didn't miss a thing. Didn't miss a thing, yet he'd gotten four four hours of work in the office done while everybody else was at home. Yeah, that's awesome. And so I, I think that when people are looking and they're like, I can't find deals... Or I can't, um, you know, I I don't know how to look at this or I want to get into storage. I want to get passive income. What are you doing to break away from the norm or are you just accepting the norm? And how are you going about that, right? And are you accepting the things that you have to do to accomplish that? Or are you just wanting the world to bend to you? Mm -hmm. Because that... The world
1: doesn't care. Right, right. And I think, too, so many of us have this idea that we, that there are these certain ways that you have to go about doing a certain thing. Like, okay, well, how do you reach out to storage owners? Well, what do I say? Well, what do I do this? Well, how do I do that? Just do it. Just do it. That's it. I mean, figure it out and figure out what works for you and, and just make that. You might make mistakes. You might. Yeah call somebody and they you tell will. you to screw off and never call them again or whatever. Yeah. Like, who knows? Yeah. But that's really, I, I think we kind of have to break that mold too in that aspect of there's not just one way of doing anything that, and you
0: don't need to know exactly how to Bingo. go about doing anything. Bingo. The you, you reason you want it. to know is because you want there to be no chance of failure. Yeah. So you want there to be a certainty. And that's just not given. Mm-hmm. And you can't expect that. It's unrealistic. right? And failure is part of the way. But you're exactly right. I want to know exactly what to talk to an owner about so that they'll give me the deal. Well, first of all, you're probably not going to get the deal. That You're going to fail nine times out of 10, but you're doing it for the one time. Mm-hmm. That's why you're doing it. Right. It's for that one, yep. not for the 10. <laughs> so if, of course, if we, every owner that we talk to would think that I was incredibly amazing and that they wanted to sell sell their every single deal to me, yeah, we'd all be billionaires, right? That's like- that's <laughs> Yeah, let's figure given. out that process. Exactly. Let's figure out that <laughs> process. But if you just want to break away, you want some financial freedom, you want to offset, you got to do the nine sucky things to get the one out of 10. And you're right. People want a given way. Now, of course, there's proven strategies. Of course, you get better, right? You would hope that you start out and you get one out of 400 deals, and then eventually you're getting one out of 100, mm-hmm. right? You, you want to shorten that up, yeah. but you shorten it up through understanding, practicing. We're, we do these podcasts where we're trying to give as many hints and everything for you, but nothing, nothing is better than just doing it, waking up on Saturdays and saying, how am I going to find a deal? When everybody says, "How do I find a deal?" How many storage owners did you talk to? How many brokers did you talk to? Did you go visit any sites? What mm-hmm. do you want? And most of the time, they can't answer those things.
1: Yeah. What it's are your like, systems for following up with all those yes. people that you've talked to in the past? Yeah. Or, yeah. Are, I mean, you
0: are you recording tracking things? it? Yeah. And it, tracking it's hard because that means I got to follow up. It's work. It's work. Yeah. Exactly. And it's too, it's recording my failures. Mm-hmm. Oh, this person told me to stuff it. This person told me I was an <laughs> idiot and I didn't know what I was talking about. Right. Once again, I was very lucky I was in sales. So that is a norm for me. That was like that was me getting started. It's just like, you're an idiot. Like, yeah. Okay, thank you. So <laughs> does that mean you're not going to work with me? Uh if not, I'll move on to the next person that doesn't think that I'm an idiot. And eventually if right, I'd talk to a hundred people and maybe one had listen to me. And from there, as we got better, it was I could talk to 10 people and I'd have two or three meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would Follow tips and tricks and everything, but you just can't get there unless you're doing right. I think the the hard part too about a lot of that is taking it
1: personal, where it's like, yeah, yeah, you very well might be an idiot, or yeah. you you're just not educated as much as you should be in a certain thing, like, and you're not going to start there immediately. Yeah, you know, you got to start somewhere, and. You just got to realize that's okay. And it's and okay totally for you fine. to be an idiot. Yeah, There's no
0: problem with being an idiot. Right.
1: And as hard as it is, just work your hardest on not taking it personal. Yeah. You know, like, okay, cool. Like I told you, he didn't want to sell and he hung up the phone on you. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever.
0: Yeah. Who cares? It's not a big deal. No, I I, I couldn't agree with him more. And before we continue on, I got to mention our sponsors here because we have two amazing sponsors, as you guys know. Um, I'm going to start out with Janice. This time, so Janus International. We know them from the doors, right? We know them from the trade shows, their metal work. Um, But Janus also bought a company called NoKey, which they applied the technology into storage. NoKey is a truly keyless touch system that allows you to uh, rent a unit and access that unit without ever even talking to a manager. We have this at multiple facilities. And it's allowed us access to a marketplace that we never had before. So this is a really incredible tool. We believe this is the wave of the future. We believe that keyless entry systems will be standardized. And for us, if you're not currently looking at this right now on your facilities, then you're already years behind. So reach out to Janice. There is the link um, in our description. And there's also, if you go to selfstorageincome.com, we have them right on the site and a link there. Now, this goes also to to the second sponsor, which is Janice, Inter- or, excuse me, I just talked about Janice, Live Oak Bank. And <laughs> Live Oak Bank. Live Oak Bank is also, go to the site, they're right on there, go down to the description and, um, in this podcast, and they're there. Because Live Oak Bank is the financing partner that most people are looking for. It, it, like I, I, I contacted Live Oak Bank, and this is important. You guys should know this. I asked Live Oak Bank to be a sponsor. They didn't come asking. I've had a lot of people that have asked us to be sponsors on this podcast, which I said no to. I reached out to Live Oak Bank and asked them to because it was the number one request that we get. Who should I go to to financing? What banks are you using? How can you do? So I'm like, listen, this is going to be easier if we have a dedicated partner here and I reached out to Live Oak Bank for two reasons. First reason is they work with the owner, or the storage investor who's looking to get into storage. They work with them, and they work and look at a business plan, not just them and the asset. They want to know what you're going to do. They have experience in storage. They can help you make that for uh, that that property, you know, the best that it can be, come to fruition, and that you can uh, acquire those assets. So they're really a partner in it. The second part is they're going into markets that a lot of people wouldn't go into. They're, they, Live Oak Bank is way more open to looking at markets all over the United States. They're, you know, This was really important for us when we got started because we kind of got screwed by a few banks where they went around long and they played along like, oh, yeah, we're totally interested in this. Only to find they're like, oh, that's like in a farmer's field. We're not investing in that. And I'm like, this is the biggest city in our state, you know. And we're like, what are you talking about, you know? And uh, um, we're going. That would have just been helpful if you would have told us that three months ago. Yeah. That you're never going to invest what in this a market. Waste of time. Oh, it was the worst. Yeah. And people like Live Oak Bank, you don't really got to worry about that. They're going to have those conversations with you, and they're looking at the deal and they're looking at your business plan. So those are our two sponsors. Contact them both. They are both musts in the storage game. All right, with that that, uh, out of the way, let's talk about some of these breakaway activities that you need to be doing. First of all, breakaway activities that you need to be doing on your storage facility. Those of you that own your storage facility that already have one or have multiple ones, you need to be analyzing your rates individually and benchmarking them to the market. So if you do not already have a revenue management tool in place, take the time, sit down, go over all of them, look at the market, look at the length to stay, individualize your products that are units, right? And we've talked about probability uh, funnels. I think that was the last episode. Did we talk about the probability funnels? Yes. Yep. Yep. Analyzing those rates, getting down and dirty, go out there, secret shop, do all the things that you're like, you don't need to do because those things will make a huge difference in your facility. Breakaway activities of contacting storage owners every day, making the calls, right? These are things that break you away from the herd that people remember you for and not giving up. Don't just make one call and then never talk to them again, right? Build a system out to uh, do this. Other breakaway activities, networking. Now, this is funny because you know this is actually hard, a lot of people don't or have little social anxiety, especially when you know nothing about it. You may not know anything about self storage, and you're sitting here going, Why am I going to go talk to all these people that are in self storage? And I don't know a thing, right? Well, do what I did. I was that annoying kid in the room that went and just asked everybody way too many personal questions. Well, how much do you make on this? How big is it? When did you get started? Um, And I had so much curiosity about the industry. We would go to events, and I would just sit down with people that had one facility and talk to them about everything that they knew. And then I'd go to the next one. Um, So be an absolute consumer of information, network, figure out what you can do to other people. There's so many people out there willing to help. And so just put yourself out more. Really, that's a breakaway activity that a lot of people don't like to do. Mm -hmm. Um, I I mean, for me, breakaway activities was the social media stuff. Right, was it was uncomfortable for me? Yeah. When you first started, what did you find were the most valuable
1: relationships? Was it people that were local? Was it certain people associated with? Was it current owners
0: that were not local? It was actually outside local, and I think maybe that was because I think there there may have been a perceived threat. Um. Mm from some of the local people. We were in an older market. There weren't a lot of players. There was only a few big ones. Um, but with that said, I got over that hump, and I went, and now those local p- players are, v- are, are, are very good personal friends of mine.
1: Yeah, I was kind of thinking about
0: that. I was so, like, I wonder if it started that way for you guys or if that in the beginning was not really yeah, the case. Or and, what? And, and, too, that may have been a, out of my own uncomfortable. But I wasn't investing locally when I started.
1: Mm-hmm, right. So that
0: has, I think, a big deal to do with it, too. Gotcha. Um, once we started, um, we work in coordination with the local players here to approve laws and everything else. And they're, they're friends. They're very close to us. Um, so you have, uh, in fact, you know, funny, just on that note. Uh, so, uh, one of the companies here, which we just admire so much of is, is store it. And, um, Kenzie's over there, she's running it and Her mother, while I was in the hospital, brought me like this blanket, like this fly fishing blanket that I could wear. And she thought of me. And, you know, they're really big players. They have like 17, 18 facilities. And they've just executed amazingly. This family is extremely intelligent. And Kenzie over there is just killing it. And her mom was in that position before. And those are the kind of people that you learn a lot from. These people are knowledgeable in the industry, right? And two, you want to be real, that's mm-hmm. a, that's very important. You don't want to use people, right? And the more real you are with those people, and the more you know, you show that you're serious about having a real relationship and you're not using people, the better that relationship becomes, right? And the more trust uh, trusted it is. Um, and so those are really important. When you're networking, you need to build real relationships, not fake ones. Um and people know. We all know, right? I know when somebody's just coming cuz they want something. Or, you know, that's just so obvious. So make sure that you're doing it legitimately. But search out any way that you can do to break out of the norm. We had, who was it? Do you remember? Was it somebody that, oh, yes, our intern we have. Mm, Yeah, that sent the video and everything. (laughs) Yeah. This is so cool, you guys. Okay. So um, as you know, we were looking for some interns to come and uh, help us with a few things. We needed help with um, underwriting. We needed help with um, market analysis. We also needed help with... Um There's a few things. And this was um, something that you know was new to us. So we, we went, and I, I did this all online. I asked and I, we got just tons of people coming in. But Nick Troutman, who is now our... Um, uh, are uh, one of the guys that works with us? Uh, awesome guy, but he made a video. And this video what he made was him talking with his life experiences, you know, showing, showing different kayaks, and he made it entertaining mm-hmm. yet really informational. We all watched it and we we're just like, he's hired, call that guy <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well,
1: so, dude, and what's crazy to me is the it's just crazy that with the reach and the, the number of responses that we got and everything that, and even as, as competitive as the world is today in so many industries, that was the only one. That was the only one. The only one. Yeah.
0: And it, it just popped.
1: Yeah. It was like... Dude, you put more time uh, and effort into making this
0: like quick, yeah. simple little video yeah. than any response that anybody got else it. submitted. And, that, and, and see, the thing about it is he had no experience in self-storage. Yeah none zero and other people that wrote did they had experience in storage but we i chose someone that had a lack of experience that i knew actually cared really wanted it and was going to be willing to put the time and effort into it and that showed in how we came across so that was a breakaway activity right there when you're looking at everything from deals to financing when when people say well how do you get people to invest in money to you how do you, how do you find investors and my, thing, my first thing is like, I don't find investors, they find me. I'm doing activities that make it known that I'm doing those things and I'm providing value to people so they in turn want to do deals with me. I can't tell you how many calls that I've had with people that I sat on the phone for 30 to 40 minutes and I don't know them at all. Never, ever met them in my life. They asked for a call and I got on the phone for 40 minutes with them. I have done this for years now. And I, I'm not kidding, I have hundreds and hundreds of people that I took the time to look over their deals, to talk with them, and help them as much as I possibly could. I had no guarantee of that ever coming back. And I mean, I would spend hours a day sometimes when I'm working two jobs for kids and was in leg braces and I would still do this. Mm-hmm. That was a breakaway activity. I didn't need to. There was right. no reason to do that. But I provided value to those people that I had calls with, and now we have a huge list of potential investors, which a large portion was because of those activities. So be creative. Think about how you can provide value to other people, how to break away from it, right? You know, we did this in buying storage facilities where we would figure, okay, how can we be the guy that they sell to, as in not? So anyways, you get the picture. The point is, during this whole holiday season, when everybody else is not doing anything, what are you doing? How are you breaking away from the herd? What are you doing to get that deal? What are you doing that sets you apart from everybody else? Because if you're doing the same thing that everybody else is doing, you're going to get the same results, and you can't complain about it. And you can't compete with the people that are already there. No, you can't. You know, They're the way ahead side. of you. You right. got to catch up. So you you shouldn't expect anything to be given to you. If you want to get a certain f- distance away, then you got to run twice as fast because you got to catch up. And that is totally fine because that's what they had to do too. Mm-hmm. And you need to earn it. And so think about how you can do a little more. And we're not talking huge things, people. Remember, a little, a little makes a massive difference in the long run, right? A few calls, a handshake, right? Get, building a relationship with somebody that is meaningful. These are little things that make the difference of millions. I mean, they really do. And they can change your life and other people's. So, and we're not just talking about money, I, I'm talking about gifts. What are you doing? Who are you going out to serve in your community? Right? I mean, I know a lot of people that are like, listen, I need to do little things better. I want to have a better relationship with my wife. I want a better relationship with my kids. Well, then what are you doing? I build into my schedule. I was scheduling this week and I'm building it in. All right, what activities are we doing with the kids, right? I have to be consciously engaged in that where I actually have to build it out in my weekly planning. What am I doing to make my relationship with my wife better? I don't want to have a normal relationship. I want to have an amazing relationship. So what are the breakaway activities that I'm doing? If I want to be a good person, right? If I want to have a better relationship with God, whatever it is, what are you doing? If you want that, but you're not engaged in spiritual activities, then what do you expect? If you want a better relationship with your wife and you're not engaged in activities, that'll give you a better relationship or your children, right? And most of the time, these things just don't take a lot. So you can either hang out and watch TV and eat lots of food this Christmas and think only about yourself, or you can get out there and do breakaway activities that will make your outcome in life in general better. And uh, that's what you need to focus on, breakaway activities. I love it, man. Get so, out there, get after it, guys. And really, this is nothing that hasn't been said. It's not like we even came in. Lots of people talk about this. Once again, I'm talking about it because I heard it on the um, Ed Milet Podcast, which will put amazing. a link in the show notes yeah, to, we'll that too, to that too. Yeah, link. You got to listen that because he is ten times more incredible than I'll ever be, and uh, I, I, I think the world of him. I, I actually got to speak with him at an, an event. Um, which he doesn't know who I am, never will know who I am, right? you never know. You never know, but that guy is, you know, way (laughs) best. He could be a uh, huge AJ Yeah, yeah, exactly, secret, that's right. (laughs) That's what I'm going to tell myself. Um, But he did a great job on the podcast, and it's really important stuff. So um, we'll put a link in there. And everybody, we hope that, you know, you're out there, you're killing it, you're doing everything you can to make your life better. Also, tell us, guys, we're looking for – I'm looking for reviews, stories, And different things that we can bring on to show people where I do videos online, YouTube, and examples of success. Like we had Zach on, which... Everyone knows I love Zach Quick, So he was on because he uh, the second time he is, I just think it's awesome what he's doing. And he talked about those breakaway activities when you talked about mm-hmm. logging, and calling, yep. great example. Um, and others, we've had people that are leading the industry on this podcast, um, technology and banking, all those kind of things. So shoot us links or uh, shoot us people that you know or stories so we can include them in the content. That's really important to us. 100%, guys. Thanks a bunch and we'll catch you next time. Thanks everybody.